Welcome everyone to Be Better Betters. I'm the host, Spanky. Thanks for listening. My guest this week is a bookmaker that has booked bets on three continents around the world. Recently, he was at Resorts Casino in New Jersey. He's a great bookmaker and a great guy. Please welcome Pat Parada. Pat, thanks for coming on. Hi, Spanky. Thank you for having me. How are you doing, my friend? I'm doing well. Thanks, brother. So, Pat, like I start every interview with, let's start from the beginning. How was life growing up? Uh, it was pretty good. I was born and raised in Poland, and I was always into sports. Uh, throughout my teenage years, I played soccer in the local team. As a fan, I watched pretty much every sport that was on TV. Uh, my first experience with U.S. sports was in 1989, when Polish TV for the first time ever showed NBA games. In the early days, it was on tape delay every Saturday in the afternoon. Once the game was over, all the kids in the neighborhood were playing hoops. It became so popular that in coming years, Polish TV started showing NBA Finals live. I would stay up till 3 a.m. local time just to watch the NBA. Wow, that's uh, crazy. Yeah. That's stuff, man. I love it. I love it. So you're a big NBA fan. 89. Uh, Isaiah Thomas, the Pistons, is that? Around? Yeah, it was, you know, around that time it was Bad Boys and the, and the Pistons and then, of course, Michael Jordan and the Perfect. Bulls. All right. Yeah, my, my, my first experience with sports betting were the parlay cards run by the Polish National Lottery. You would have to pick the outcome of 13 games, three-way market. So either home team, tie, or away team, and there would be separate cards for Polish soccer, English soccer, German, and European cups. So the options were pretty limited. And if you wanted to bet on the specific game, you would have to have a friendly wager with one of your buddies who liked the other side. And finally, around 1998, the betting shops were open in Poland. It was great. You could bet on pretty much any sport, any game tons of different markets all right so you know this is great so you you grew up wanting to uh, you know bet watching nba betting with friends you're saying you're making friendly wagers um what majority of the wagers were with friends and what was on those parlay cards i mean you know the parlay cards it was at, at first obviously it was majority because that was the the only option uh, once they opened the betting shops, then I, I pretty much stopped betting those parlay cards and, and moved all my action to, to those shops because it was very similar to what we have these days, except obviously maybe the line would not move as quickly as, as, as in these days, so it was much easier. But other than that, it was, it was very similar to what, what, what we have today. Maybe the number of markets were not as, 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 as large as, as today, but it was, it was very similar to, to the current betting shops. Yeah. Beautiful. Okay, so you're, you're, you're betting in the shops, 98. You're into sports betting now. Um, what happens next? Uh, I, I graduated from high school, and in 
2001, I moved to US. So my parents, they got divorced when I was a kid and my father, he lives in Michigan. So I moved over there. And back then, Detroit Red Wings had a great team. So I very quickly became the NHL fan. I was watching games every night. Like I previously mentioned, I was already following NBA and I quickly fell in love with football, both NFL and, and college. I was never a big baseball fan. The only time I watched the games was during the playoffs. And around that time, I started betting in the online shops. There were tons of those sites. So I would open the accounts with pretty much all of them just to take, a, take the advantage of, of the bonuses and build my bankroll. I also registered at a lot of gambling forums. There were tons of handicapping contests. So I would join as many as possible. And it was also one of the ways to, to increase my bankroll. Yeah, I was uh, going to community college in Michigan. And once I graduated, I decided to move to Florida. When I was there, I was still betting at various shops. Unfortunately, Spanky, I wasn't as good as you. Definitely not good enough to bet sports for a living. And like they say, if you can't beat them, join them. Uh, so th this is great, man. So I'm, I'm, I'm just trying to picture this. You're opening up all these things now. Back then, late 90s, early 2000s, the bonuses were rampant offshore. Um, well, you, you know, there was a lot of great bonuses and a lot of great promotions and a lot of great places to play with. Um, and the gambling forums, this is also kind of the time I was coming up in the business. These gambling forums taught me a lot. And, um, I, you know, I learned a lot. A lot of guys shared a lot of great info on those forums. Did you also receive a lot of info? Like how active were you on the forums? Yeah. I mean, in, it was the same for me. It was like one of the educational tools. I wasn't necessarily posting a lot, but you I was. Were a you were a lurker. Pretty much, yeah. I was, you know, checking them out on a on daily basis. You know, which, forums, the, which forums you, where, did you frequent? Do you remember any of them? Or? Yeah, the, the, the RX, mm. EOG, Copper Small, Major Wager, there's a whole bunch of them. There's, there's, there was just so many of them. Yeah, EOG, yeah. I think, came later than the RX. I think the shrink opened up EOG. But yeah, I remember the RX, Major Wager, Capra's Mall, Better's World. Um, Major Wager was a big one. I remember that one. with the Yeah, there was like, you know, tons of them. And, That's and, great, man. And I kind of like self-educated myself. Obviously, on, on those forums, from time to time, you would always see the topic about gambling books. So people would recommend certain books. I would order them on, on, online, you know, read, read them. And, and basically that's how I, that's how I learned. Like, you know, that's, I always wanted to, to be a better, better, better. And that's how I kind of educated myself. So you just said, if you can't beat them, join them. So now you want to get to, you know, you're betting. It's tough. You realize it's not that easy but you still love the business, you kind of want to now go over to the other side of the counter. What, uh, how do you get to that level? What, 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 you know, let's yeah, so at, at some point of my life, I thought it would be, yeah, it's, you know, I love sports. I love betting. Unfortunately, I'm not good enough to, to bet for a living, but it would be pretty cool to, 
to, to work in the industry. So I started doing some research. And at that time, the options in the US were pretty limited. It was just Nevada. But, you know, I, I also started looking at Europe. And at that time, I had a cousin and a bunch of friends living in London. So I decided to go there and, and, and look for a job. I applied at a bunch of different places for a junior bookmaker position, but it was tough, you know, without the experience, it, it, it wasn't really that easy to get in. So it was the end of 2007. I went back to Poland for Christmas. I came back to UK right after New Year and I changed my approach a little bit. Now, my goal was just to get into the industry. Forget about the trading department. I just, I just want any position that was available. And I got lucky because Bet365, one, one of the biggest companies in the world, they were looking po for Polish customer support advisor. And, and that was my first position in the industry. I moved to, to Stoke-on-Trent. That's where Bet365 is based. And honestly, it was the easiest job I have ever had. I've been, I've been betting for over 10 years. So from, from the customer perspective, I knew the industry inside out. And once I learned their back office, the job was super easy. And 90% of, of, of the cases were related to either bonuses or verification issues. So dealing with the same cases over and over, it was like copy paste type of job. But uh, after one year, they had no openings in trading department. So I decided to move on. And in terms of my time at Bet365, it was great. Nothing, nothing but good memories. But like I mentioned earlier, my goal was to get into trading department and there was no openings. So I, I, I decided to move to Malta. And oh, man. So, so, so before we go to Malta, let's talk, Bet365, probably I think it's safe to say the world's biggest bookmaker. Is that, is that, is that an overstretch or one of the world's biggest bookmakers, at least regulated bookmakers? Uh, I would say so, yes. So if not, yeah, it's probably the world's biggest bookmaker. They're, they reach everywhere. The thing with them, they were like probably the first ones in the industry that saw that in-play betting was the future. So they heavily invested in, you know, in trend, trading tools, everything developed in-house. Gotcha. So they were forward-thinking, very forward-thinking, and that's how they became the world's biggest bookmaker. So that's great. So, so exactly. you, start, you start off there, now you have a resume. Um, and that's a big thing, you know what I mean? You started, you paid your dues in the customer service department. What happens now? You go to Malta. Let's talk about Malta. Yeah, so... For those who don't know, Malta and Gibraltar are two places in Europe where majority of iGaming companies are based. So I figured once I moved there, it will be much easier to, to, to get something in trading. And before, you, before you continue, Pat, you mentioned Gibraltar. Gibraltar holds a special place to me because Gibraltar is where Mansion was, um, which is a very famous sports book, 05, 06, 07 maybe. Um, and I made a lot of money betting at Mansion, and Mansion was based out of Gibraltar, and to me was one, it was like a once-in-a-lifetime once type thing. These guys were taking such big limits. I remember on, uh, on, on, on 
the Monday before NFL Sunday, they were taking, you know, six days before game time, they were taking 90 or 100 dimes on NFL's games, college football, they were taking 90 dimes. I think it was, it was just the, the amounts were astronomical. Um, uh, do you remember Mansion at all? Or? Oh, yeah, definitely. And funny, funny that you mentioned because at that time, you know, 05, 07, the years that you just mentioned, the guy who was running Mansion, he goes by MT. It's the same guy who brought me over to, to, to the Philippines. You know, when, later on, I'm going to mention about my time in Asia. So, and definitely, he, you know, pretty sharp guy. And he wasn't scared to take a big bet. I can Absolutely. tell you that. Absolutely. So, okay, so we'll get there. So, okay, so you're in Malta now. Where do you land the position? Yeah, after like three months, finally, I got my first job in trading department. It was company played called Expect, Swedish company. And this is early 2009. And in-play betting in Europe was taking off and becoming more and more popular. So... In-play trading was my main responsibility, and I was trading a variety of different sports. And I learned a lot, but the two key lessons I remember was, first of all, your personal opinion doesn't mean a shit. You always got to respect the market because there's tons of guys that are much smarter, have better info and resources than, than I do. And the second important thing I learned was that you just can't blindly copy your competitors. I have, a, I have a good story that I think it's worth mentioning. So it was week one in one of the lower European soccer leagues. One of our competitors opened the market and, and we copied, like, like pretty much most of the place, places do. We took a whole bunch of round robins and we got killed. Limit on that league, limits on that league were pretty tiny yet we still got hit for low six figure. And later on, we found out the place that was the market maker for that specific league wanted to teach all those who were stealing their work a lesson. So what they did, they opened all those games with completely fake, fake prices. Wow. Set their limits to some peanuts, like five euros or something like that. Placed those round robins with every single firm that copied their prices. And once they were done betting, they would change the prices to correct ones and they restored their limits. Perfectly executed plan. <laughs> and I will never forget that. That's, I think it's a quite funny story. Yeah, that's amazing. That's, that's just a textbook. Um, you know, uh, if, you, if you copy, then uh, you could get killed. Wow, unbelievable. Yeah, and then, yeah, and after, after two years in Malta, they let me work remotely from home in Poland. I moved back, I was pretty happy, and I wasn't looking for any, any change. Life was good back then. But in 2013, one of the iGaming recruiters reached out about the offer in Manila in the Philippines. I wasn't really looking for a job, but you know, in our industry, Asian market is, is the king. And, and also financially, the offer was very attractive. So I moved to Asia, September 2013, and I started working for the company called Utree, but on Don't Best screen, it's listed as BetISN for, for those who are familiar with Don't Best. They specialize in soccer, but wanted to add basketball to, to the offer. And they brought me over as, as a basketball product manager. When I got there, 
they already had some something in place. The, the models with all the algorithms were provided by the same guys who do the models for Star Lizard. ISN developers were based in Singapore, some of the best people in the industry. And I quickly learned that having everything in-house was a huge advantage. It would give us so much freedom that basically we could make any changes we wanted or fix any issues we had like right away. Star Lizard is, is, uh, is uh, for those who don't know, is, is Tony Bloom. Yes. And, uh, and, and, and one of the world's best, uh, you know, very, very well respected in the business and, um, and definitely has left a permanent mark on the business for, for everything that he's done. So go ahead, continue. Yeah, so I did a lot of testing, provided tons of feedback to make the product better, and then started training the staff. Once, once the product was ready, I got promoted to in-play trading manager role. I was managing around 50 guys with the main focus on basketball, but I would also oversee the soccer operation during the morning shifts. And let me tell you, Spanky, in my opinion, the customers betting in Asia are the sharpest, more sophisticated punters out there. It was like a constant battle between us and them. You know, we, we would come up with the certain settings. Then you have that customer betting same game all day, both sides, different stakes, trying to figure out our settings. And by the end of the day, the guy knows the settings better than, than, than I do. They, they plug in their bots and game on. So for our in-play basketball, around 80% of the action was placed by the bots and it was either arbitrage or middles. But over there, that type of action was more than welcome. We had a, a lot of confidence in our model and we knew that in the long run, we would win and beat all those arbors. Is this MT managing this right now? Yeah, MT was a CEO and, and, and like I told you, super sharp guy. He was really hands-on. I've never, I've never met or worked with anyone who had like a attention to details like MT, you know, he, he, everything had to be perfect. So, yeah, I mean, and, and, and the thing is over there, nobody was, nobody was limited really. Like no, nobody got kicked, kicked out. It was, it was, you know, that high volume, low margin model. And, and, and I loved that. It was, it, it, it was great. You were able to learn from your customers' bets, and it was a constant learning process, working with settings, and you're able to use your customers' info to try to have the sharpest line, and, and you essentially could try to put you know, the scalpers, middlers against each other, pit them against each other, yet have the sharpest line so you could extract as much money from the square business as possible. Oh, definitely, yeah. And I learned a lot of stuff while I was there, but the most important thing was that the best, sharpest, and smartest people in the industry are not working for the sports books. They work on the other side of the counter. And I strongly believe that your number is only as good as customers that are betting with you. And I really like what Pinnacle Trading Director said in, when he was on one of those podcasts. I forgot exactly which one it was. But basically, he said that they have all those sharps, sharp guys betting with them, they know those sharps are going to beat them, yet they still let them bet and look at them as consultants. <laughs> that consultants, I, I thought it was quite funny. But, so in a way, they work for Pinnacle, they shape their numbers, and the information they provide 
is the key component of their trading strategy. And that's how Pinnacle makes the money, Sharp guys make the money, and pretty much everyone is happy, you know? You don't need to look at Sharp guys as your enemy. It's actually just the opposite. And unfortunately, it's pretty sad that all of those soft books don't understand that concept. Yeah, that that's a hundred percent. I love that attitude. Um, you know, it, it's it, sharp guys or professional betters are not the enemy of the bookmaker. We can all work in in in, in unison, and we could all, um, or, or, you know, it, it could be a mutually beneficial relationship. It could be a relationship that is doesn't have to be adversarial. It, you know, I scratch your back, you scratch mine. We could all make money. Um, and bookmakers that look at sharp players um, or look at winning betters as the enemy just aren't utilizing them to the best of their ability. And it's a shame. And, and you see places like Pinnacle and, you know, when you talk about Bet ISN or, and some of these other guys, you know, this, this is a breath of fresh air to see that. Unfortunately, it's no longer the norm where back in the day, everyone was kind of trying to do that. And it's, it's very hard to be, um, you know, a, a bookmaker that takes on all sharps. But, but, uh, but, you know, then again, it, 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 for a long-term strategy, I think there's nothing better. Short-term, of course, you kick everybody out and, you know, you, you play the short. But, but for a long-term strategy, I think, I think it, it's, it's, it's probably the most uh, economical. So, okay. Um, so, so ISN, you learned so much there. Uh, what happens then? You're in the Philippines. Yeah, after ISN, I, I, I had one more job in the Philippines. It was a startup, and I thought it was an interesting project. The plan was to develop the betting platform for B2B, but they also wanted to launch a sportsbook in Japan. So they brought me over as a trading manager. The problem was there were massive delays, issues with funding. So the place never launched while I was still there, and we parted ways. It was early 2018, and I got married in the Philippines, and shortly after, we moved back to Europe, where I already had a job aligned in Slovakia with a place called Nike. It's the, the biggest and oldest bookmaker in Slovakia. I started there early May as in-play manager, but around that time, PASPA got overturned, and I got an offer from Resorts Casino in Atlantic City. They were looking for a sportsbook product and trading manager and since i always wanted to come back to usa and work in the industry once it becomes legal it was a no-brainer they they needed someone right away so after six weeks in slovakia i had to resign and move to us pretty much right away but now you got your, your boss in slovakia how did he take it uh you know you move oh yeah it was a, yeah it was it, it was a funny story because i was you know like they I've been talking to those guys since December. They flew me over just to show me the office and everything. Then I, then I came back to the Philippines. Obviously, in the meantime, I told them, like, listen, if you, if you need someone right away, I'm sorry, you know, I'm not your guy because I have some commitments in the Philippines. I'm, I'm getting married and I cannot postpone it or whatever. And they said, no, no worries. You know, we, we got time. We can wait. So... They, they brought me over, they paid for the relo relocation, they treated me really well, and, and I felt like really bad when I had to resign. I, you know, I, went to the, I went to the owner's office, 
and, and you know, I told him, listen, I got the job offering in New Jersey. I really want to go there, but I, I really feel bad about, you know, what I did. You, you invested all the time and money in me and I'm just going to bail on you like that. I, I feel really bad about it. And the guy was great, like total class act. He, he wasn't upset at all. He said, listen, if I was your age, Bratislava, New Jersey, it's a no brainer. Good luck to you. And he said, like, I will never forget that because he said, like, listen, if, if it doesn't work out for you, my door is always open for you. So, so great guy, you know, totally class act. Wow, that's great. You don't, you don't find too many bosses like that. So that, uh, it's great to hear that. Yeah. All right. So let's go now. May, June 2018. Welcome to fabulous New Jersey. <laughs> yeah, I arrived in New Jersey at the end of June 2018. And everybody at the resorts was great, very helpful and nice people. They put me in the hotel. And when I got there, they already had the deal in place with SP Tech as the resorts sportsbook provider. And once they gave me access to their back office and trading tools, there were warning signs right away. A lot of basic features like odds history, liability metrics, or audit trail were simply not there. Trading tools were very poorly designed, and a lot of features they promised were not available at all, or it was just not working. And after two weeks in AC, my boss and I, we flew to Bulgaria to see the SBT headquarters. And the trip didn't go exactly as planned. I prepared tons of questions for their trading department, but I got very few answers. I was also hoping that they would let me spend some time with someone from their trading department and that they would show me their trading tools, models, and basically how the, their operation works. It just never happened, which was quite disappointing. So we came back from Bulgaria and we were getting ready to open a retail operation. I helped with the ticket writers training, came up with the trading strategy, set all our limits, settings, and markets I wanted to have in resorts offer. We launched our retail operation middle of August, just in time for football season. Uh, the the iGaming launch at resorts was converted into temporary sports book with five windows and four kiosks. An operation was running pretty smooth with the exception of, of teasers. So SB Tech is copying pinnacle odds for, for US sport. But the problem is the way they scrape it is that they don't get the pinny main line. Instead, they get the lines that are the closest to even money on both sides. So instead of being three or seven, we would be two and a half or seven and a half. And the payout for NFL two-team six-points teaser was the most generous in New Jersey at minus 110. I told them it's just wrong and needs to be changed because we are going to get killed on long teasers, but they would not listen. And you would think that stuff like teaser payout would be an easy fix, but not with SB Tech system. A lot of stuff over there, it's hard-coded. In order to change it, you need the release it needs to be approved by, by the regulator. On top of that, operator can't customize stuff like teaser payout. So let's say I want to change it from minus 110 to minus 120, 
but the other SBT operators are happy with minus 110 or want minus 130, there's nothing I can do. And it's not exactly what SBT is advertising or promising when they make a sales pitch. But anyways. Wait a minute. One second. Let's stop there for a second. This is interesting. Uh, so, so, you know, every sports book want, should be able to customize parlay payouts, teaser payouts, uh, juice, reduce juice settings, you know, promotions, etc. So, you know, these, these settings are global across everybody that uses that platform. You can't customize that for an individual sports book? Yeah, I mean, listen, so some of them you can, but others you, you can't. So the teaser, teaser payout would be like the perfect example. The other thing is their money line prices, they call it like a rounding issue. So, so let's say you have the Super Bowl and one of the most popular markets is the flip of the coin, right? The coin toss. And everyone in New Jersey was pretty much at minus one, 102. And that's what I wanted as well. They told us, no, you cannot have it. You can have either even money or minus 105 because they're, they're rounding all, 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 the, all the odds. And also another thing, you know, like Spanky, when you bet any sport, like any American sport, football, basketball, let's say NFL and NBA, right? It's, it's natural that the highest limits are for, you know, full-time, then you have a lower limit for half, and then even lower for the quarters, right? Yeah. With, with SBTech system, the half-times, half-time lines and quarter lines, the settings had to be exactly the same because they had them in the same group. So I could not go 20 cents on halftime and 30 cents on, on, on quarter because it's, it, it was just impossible, which was, you know, quite. I, I think this is a perfect example. This is a perfect example of, unfortunately, it's, it's an unfortunate of Europeans designing a platform to book American sports. I just don't think, you know what I mean? It's something that, you know, it, it's, you know, it, it comes natural if you're betting or booking American sports, right, Pat? But for people that are just designing these systems to not make that customizable is just, it's just a lack of U.S. sports knowledge. Um, oh, yeah, okay. I mean, yeah. definitely. And also, just to, just to give you a perspective, obviously here, football, it's by far the, the biggest sport. And in, in, in Europe, NFL... And, and college combined for, for, for those operators, it's around two or 3% of their handle. So it's basically nothing. And since it's such a niche sport, low profile leagues, why would you want to invest a lot, a lot of money in it, you know? But at the same time, when they come here, when they come to US market, they make a pitch and say that basically it's all customized, it's all localized. Like, I'm, I'm, listen, we, you had that, uh, we had that, feature max bet button right and it was probably one of your favorite features for you at, yes. at results and have you noticed anything funny about it like let's say my limit was thousand bucks or, or five dimes whatever it was it was never an even number because you know why because the system is based on british pound so it was based on the exchange rate so it'll be instead of thousand bucks it, it could be nine nine seven and fifty six cents or like thousand and two dollars and some ridiculous numbers. It just yeah. I'm, it's no, funny you I'm, say I'm, that because it's funny you yeah. say that because when I was betting at DraftKings, 
um, it, it, you know, in resorts, DraftKings, and Canby, you know, runs that joint. And I'll never forget it. It was the most craziest thing in the world. I said, okay, let me take this bet for the limit. And the guy wrote it for the limit. And this, I don't think this has ever happened in a sports book ever. Um, where when I'm placing a bet, um, the bet was, let's just say, $1,273.65. And they had to give me change back, at, you know, as change. And I couldn't believe it. I'm like, what the f- what is this shit? Like, <laughs> yeah. it's just unbelievable how, how, you know, again, this rounding and everything, it's not based on USD. It's based on, you know, British pounds. So, again, just another thing in which, you know, these things should be just fully customizable. It's, it's, yeah, it's well, crazy. It's crazy. Yeah, well, but, okay, let, let's – I don't mean to interrupt you, Pat. I was just – you know, I just wanted to touch base on that. So, all right. So, so the retail shop – you know, boom, you're doing that for a little bit. What happens yeah. now? Yeah, so, so the, the retail operation lasted only three months. Around mid of November, the construction work for, of the permanent sportsbook at the resorts was finished and DraftKings, DraftKings took over the operation. And we at resorts, uh, casino.com, resorts online, we, we focus on the integration of SBTech sportsbook with the resorts online casino platform. And uh, originally, we were supposed to launch in September, but there were massive delays, mainly because of SBTech compliance issues. They just could not get the reports right. Uh, actually, as a matter of fact, they still did not completely figure out the reports. That's why we never had cash-out option, and we had to turn off the system bets, or, or round robins, how you call them here, because they could not report partial payouts and DG was not too happy about it. And they were asked to fix it, but 18 months later, still nothing has been done. But, but that's pretty typical for SB Tech. Wow, okay. So, so you launch online now. So wait a minute, so that means that you, Resort Sportsbook is non-operational from September through January or whatever? No, it was actually from November. So that was the time okay. when DraftKings launched. So from November through January, you guys aren't, what are you doing? Yeah, so it was, you know, we were like basically having those phone calls daily with, with SB So you're, you're, you're out of business. You're not booking. There's no business. No, no, not at all. Okay, so, all right. So, so January, then the, the online sports book uh, launches. Yeah, finally, we, we went live just a week before the Super Bowl. And our team was pretty much two-man show. I was responsible for all trading aspects of the business. And there was also Bob. He's the operating manager. Great guy. I really enjoyed working with him. When we launched, most of the competitors were already up and running. So I knew what I wanted to do and in what direction I wanted to go to differentiate. It was impossible to match all the bonuses and promotions from from the marketing machines like DraftKings and FanDuel. So I wanted to run a book with fair prices, fair limits, same for all customers. Transparent limits, all all you had to do was to click on the max bet button and it would tell you what our limit was. We would also offer reduced juice on all nationally televised NBA games, so 10 cent lines for both spreads and totals. Later on, we introduced 16 cent lines for, for all basketball games. We had the most generous parlay bonus in New Jersey. And 
we also had the first NFL handicapping contest in New Jersey. It, obviously, it was nothing like Superbook contest in Vegas, but we were first in New Jersey and our contest was free to enter for everyone. It was my idea and Bob took the ownership of the project and he did a great job. Overall, it was a success. But the problem, the biggest problem we had was the poor quality of SB Tech product. When we first launched, players were getting the restricted customer error. Basically, you, you, you logged in, you get that error message, and there's nothing you can do. You cannot place the bet, you, you cannot do anything. We reported it right away, and it's been over a year, and it still hasn't been fixed. I have fired like hundreds of tickets, and it was just so frustrating. And so, so wait, 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 you filed hundreds of tickets? Yeah, so basically my, my, you know, all my time when I was with resorts, instead of focusing on like trading aspects of the business, it was constantly sending tickets and reporting that there were some issues with, with the software. Something was not working. It was just, you know, it was just unbelievable. How, was, I, the, how was the response? You know, it was really, it was really frustrating and a lot of arrogance, a lot of lies, you know, that they, they would basically, they would, they would come back with stuff like, oh, it's a known issue, known issue or they're working on it with the highest priority. And I, I, I give you the one example. So uh, one day Rufus, your buddy Rufus, he came to AC and he was betting with different bookies. And then he shared his experience, both on his Twitter and, and on, on his podcast. So do you know what he had to say about resorts? <laughs> he wanted to bet NFL regular season wins. And at that time, resorts had only 16 teams listed. So <laughs> half of the teams were missing. <laughs> and obviously, <laughs> the teams he was interested in were not there. And, and trust me, I noticed it much earlier. I sent the ticket to SB Tech ask them to add all the missing teams. It took them over six weeks to fix it. And, and the thing is, when stuff like that happens, customers look bad at resorts, not SB Tech. I mean, majority of people don't even know what SB Tech is, right? Mm -hmm. But, and, and, and the thing is, if you're like a small operator like resorts, you, you cannot really afford to, to have all those issues because guys like you and, and sharp guys, they're going to come back because they, they get the fair, li fair limits and they're not going to get restricted. But every job is just going to go somewhere else because it's such a poor customer experience. Why, why, did they, why were they missing half the board? Do you know why? Uh, so what happened, that there was like a, a lot of, of fuck-ups on SB Tech part. Mainly they would, they would offer... Uh, comp you know, competitions, games that were not com non-compliant, not approved by DG. So, and it happened both in New Jersey and Mississippi. In New Jersey, it was like we took some bets on us and, and, and other SB Tech operators. We took some bets on Rutgers games, right? So obviously, it's a big no-no. And after that, they also got fined in like uh, different European places like Sweden, Denmark. So they came up with that, they call it like a filtering system or, or whatever, where basically uh, they would have to, the top guys, top level guys would have to approve new competitions, whatever, just to, just to make sure that 
that it's not going to happen again, that non-compliant content is going to be offered in you know, either New Jersey, Mississippi, or any other state. So NFL regular season wins for half the board. Yeah, how, but how the, does that get filtered out? Like, yeah, but the funny thing is, so what happened? They, 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 when they first opened it, it was pretty much it was all all the teams, but it was just so early. It's it was even before the schedule was announced, even before the draft was took place. So I told them remove it, remove it from our offer whatever like or close it whatever but what the, what they did they remove it completely right so they remove all those games and then i don't know exactly what happened because we never get the straight answer they just couldn't recreate it they, they needed like top guys to sign off on it and maybe those guys were not around i don't really know what happened but it was just like come on it was just ridiculous six weeks to to fix an easy issue like this it's just unbelievable Another time, i give you another story. So Captain Jack, he tweeted that resorts only offered two NBA games on the day where there were like eight or ten games. I can't remember exactly. And at that time, we were the only SBTech operator in New Jersey that was allowed to offer NBA. Because as, as you know, like Golden Nugget at Bet America, first season, they couldn't offer NBA because of the you know, the ownership of, of, of the Rockets, right? So we are the only ones offering NBA. And so me and Bob, you know, we, we saw Captain Jack tweet, we check our offer, and I can see all games on my screen. And Bob, he's sitting right next to me. He can see only two games, just like on the screenshot Captain Jack posted. So do you know what happens, Panky? So SB Tech, <laughs> they had... They have our content on different servers. So I'm looking at our site, everything is fine. As we take people in Bulgaria, look at the same site, everything is okay. But in reality, half of our customers see limited offer. It's just a complete joke. In terms of their software, it's, it was a very poorly designed product. They, they have the back office called Chameleon. And let's say you want to know how we are doing on NFL spreads, or NBA totals, Spanky, I could not tell you. I'm not kidding. All I could see would be NFL full-time markets as a sum of money line spread and totals. You, you could not break it down by money line spread and totals. I, I mean, not, are you really like you? How can you book if you can't chart? Oh, oh, exactly. I don't know, but that's that's how it was. It's it's just I've never seen anything like that anywhere. Like I've been around in quite few places but i've never seen anything like that and their their trading tool is called blue and i remember like a while ago i'm not sure if you tweeted about it or you mentioned that on your podcast but you said that in early days of your betting you had a peace jar by your desk so you, you would never miss the good number so 100 percent so, true yeah so with sb type blue you don't need a peace jar because when i click on the specific game by the time it loads, I can easily go to the restroom. <laughs> by the time I come back, it's still loading. <laughs> gotcha, gotcha. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. And, and, and listen to this. this. This was just mind-blowing. They had no odds history. So what I mean by that, they, they were obviously there like trading globally for all the operators that, that they provide for. But my odds history, let's say I made some change. I moved from minus 3 to minus 4, or I moved from minus 110 to minus 120, 
it would never show up on the odds history because they didn't have one. It was, they, they have only one on SB tech level. So it's from my perspective, it was pretty much useless. It's, I don't know, again, this basic stuff, but it's, it's just not there. I mean, they call themselves award-winning platform, but I don't know, it's just unbelievable. Yeah, there's definitely, you know, it definitely leaves some stuff to be desired. So, all right. So you're able to still navigate through this. You know, you guys treated me very fairly when I was a customer and, um, you know, you offered me fair limits and, and I, I had, a, I, I enjoyed my experience. Um, you know, I, uh, I, I, my, me and my guys, we enjoyed betting um, with you guys. Um, you know, you know, one thing is, uh, you know, any, most of these SP tech places, they're not on a screen or on an odd screen or anything. So, you know, you have to, you know, we have to write our own internal software to be able to see your numbers, um, which is great for us. Obviously it's, it's not good for somebody like you who wants to be able to, you know, move a number to take a hit and let everybody see that number. But for somebody like me, um, it's, it's the best because I love, you know, I always, whenever you move, I'm notified within a second um, where you went to. So it's great for us, but I, I could see, you know, how, you know, you would want to be on a Don oh, best or, or oh, on yeah, any odd screen. Why, why, why didn't that happen? Do you know why? Or? Definitely. Oh yeah. So listen, I, I, I always wanted results to be on Don best screen. I just figured being on the screen would increase the handle. But later on, the main reason I wanted it to be listed was just so we, we would have results odds history, just since SB Tech would not, would not provide one. And, 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 you know, like pretty much, if obviously not all, but majority of the companies are listed on Don Best. And here you have award-winning platform. They, 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 they couldn't handle it. And I, I, we had a meeting with Don Best during BOSA conference, uh, April last year. And we told them we would like to be published on, on, on your screen. And they said, not a problem. And we are happy to help. So they got in touch with SB Tech and asked them for some specifications. And they were going to, to do all the work. So I was following up on, on, on the progress once a week. And SB Tech would keep telling us they are still working on it, doing some testing. And finally, I got pissed off because it was taking so long. And around end of June or early July, I arranged the phone call with both SB Tech and Don Best. And guess what? Don Best guys told us that the last time they heard from SB Tech was right after BOSA. The things Don Best needed in order to put us on their screen were never provided by SB Tech. So all the time, SB Tech, they were just feeding us with, with lies. Same thing with their compliance department. We, we wanted to offer player props for the college football national championship game. And they told us we could not offer it because it has been not approved. I'm like, how come if all of our competitors in New Jersey have it? So I emailed DG directly and told them and SB Tech says we cannot offer it because DG did not approve it, which I find hard to believe since everybody in New Jersey already has it. And of course, person from DG told me that SB Tech never asked them for the approval of the specific markets. So it's yet another lie, you know? And, well, and I don't I, understand, like, it, 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 why would they do this? Like, don't they want, you know, they obviously, there's a, there's a profit sharing thing, right? So, they, you know, they want you to make money. They want you to offer these things. Why, why, why would, 
you know, they stay I don't, away. I, I, I don't, don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, I, I don't really know. All I can all I can tell you, this like those group of people. It's the most dishonest and arrogant bunch of people I have well, ever. Listen, I know I know Anthony over there at SB Tech, and Anthony is a, a good friend of mine. I've known him for decades, and and he's solid. You know, what I mean, There's, he he knows his stuff. He's been in the game for a long time. Um, you know, did you deal directly with Anthony or did you deal with somebody else or was it just through a ticket system? Um, yes, yeah, so stuff like this, obviously, Anthony, he, he would have nothing to do with it. He, yeah. he, it was like a ticketing system where basically we, we, it's all we software would, and tech and we, stuff like that. Yeah, we would file it. Any, any, any sort of issues, we would send a ticket and they would go from there. Right. But, uh. Yeah. yeah. Listen, was- Anthony. If Anthony's listening to this, Anthony, you guys, you know, you guys got to get it together because this is, you know, it's an important thing. If you guys are going to spread throughout the country, um, it's not going to just end with the resorts. You want to be able to uh, to respond in a timely manner um, to be able to get things up and running um, in, a, in, a, in a fast and efficient way. Uh, so um, you know, so it's just it's 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 vital. All right, so, you know, you work it out, you know, again, you're one of the best, Pat. I see the way you move your numbers. I love the way you moved your numbers, um, and, and, and I could tell you have a lot of experience. You know, you've worked in Asia, you've worked in, you, in Europe, you now you're in America, so you did your thing. How does your, you know, your time um, with resorts end? Yeah, so when I started... I had a very specific guidelines for SB Tech in terms of how I wanted to run our business. So I did not want to limit anyone, reject any bets, and I wanted them to take all pre-match bets without any delay. You know, that spinning wheel and, and customers waiting for the approval. I wanted none of that. And they agreed to, to all of that. So during my time, at Resorts, I established a pretty good relationship with some of the sharp guys like yourself and a bunch of others. I would call them or text them, and I said, I said to all of them, listen, I'm against limiting people, so I give you the same limit as everyone else, even though I know you're going to beat us, but you got to do something for me. I need you, I need you to, to place your bet early, so basically, that gives me some time to, to, to move my number and take some action on the other side. And the second thing, and this, this was like really embarrassing. I, I, I would ask people not to double pop us at, at the same number. <laughs> and, and, you know, like when I was in Asia, it was all automated. You, you place that, that max bet, system adjusts the line, adjusts the price, and you can bet another one if you, if you wish. If not, you just move on. With, with SBT, Possible. So it was just quite embarrassing that I would have to ask you or some other sharp guys not to bet me twice at the same number. You know, it's just well, well, well that's not just an SB Tech thing. It's across the board. The, an auto line mover is, is is is, and that's why a lot of online limits in a lot of places in Vegas or anywhere else they have low online limits because an auto line mover is not in place. Once that's put in place, I think it's you know it's 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 critical. Um, I, you know, again, I, I'm not a bookmaker, but if I was booking, I wouldn't be able to, I'd feel naked without it. Uh, I think that you need to be able to have a line. And once you profile a customer correctly, it's for able to align to move automatically, uh, and whatnot. So, okay. So, so th- th- they don't have the auto line mover. You make an agreement. I remember we never double popped you. 
Yeah, so listen, I, I thought we were on the same page with SB Tech. Yeah. But the customers that I knew, they started reaching out, reaching out to me and saying that resources are moving. There's uh, that infamous spinning wheel going forever and bets get rejected. And I could not believe it. I, I, I told them, hey, it's not what I asked for. It's not what I wanted. It's not what I wanted. But next time when you experience anything like that, record the video and send it to me. So I got a bunch of videos and I lost my shit, you know? The, 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 the way those customers were treated was borderline criminal, you know? I did not want to be part of it. I, I was never a big fan of SB Tech and I was pretty vocal about it. Everyone at Resorts knew how I felt about them. So with all the frustration I got, it got to the point where I was not very professional during my interactions with, with, with SB Tech. And finally, in, in terms of results, hey, I, I did not deliver. You know, the, the target we had was 5%. And you know, the model high volume, low margin, we only got the second part when I was in charge. So, so early February, we had an internal meeting and the CEO said that we need to get over 5%. So I said, okay, let's... Let's let SB Tech do their thing, take care of all the trading, and I will take a back seat and just watch from the sidelines. So they took over on February 14th, limited every winning player to like 10, 20% of regular limits, changed a bunch of different settings. And then there was a, you know, coronavirus, no sports, perfect occasion to let me go. And, and that's what happened. So, you know, this is, this is interesting. There's a lot of things to digest there. You know, you didn't want customers to get delayed. And I think a delay is the most disgusting thing in the world. It's just, it's, 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 it's a license to just be able to use somebody's information and not even write a bet to it. And, uh, and it's just crazy. You know what I mean? You hang a number to take a hit. So for you to, act, for you to say, I don't want any delays. And then for them to say, no, nah, we know how to run this better than you. And for them to delay, that's obviously wrong. Um, anybody SB Tech, if you're listening out there, respect the bookmakers' uh, wishes. Anybody that requests something, you you know what I mean. This is especially somebody in the U.S. that has booked U.S. sports, that is booking U.S. sports. Most likely, they know more than you guys. I hate to say it, you know what I mean. This is not European sports. This is not you know customers don't like to see a spinning wheel for for a minute or for 30 seconds or for 15 seconds, you know, if this is the now generation, especially everybody wants to know, boom, I got my bet or not. A delay is the most disgusting thing. Um, and, and it's just, it's not fair for the customer. So I, I think that for them to do that wasn't right. Um, and, um, and you guys, okay. So you guys parted ways. Um, and, um, you know, and that's it. So, okay. So let, let's, let, you know, let's talk about the future, Pat. What, what does the future hold for you? What do you, where do you see yourself going next? Because you're an unbelievable talent. You know, your thing, um, you know, what's the next step? Yeah. So, uh, listen, uh, I would like to say in the industry, as I've been doing this for over 12 years now, like, like you mentioned earlier, uh, you know, I've been booking on three different continents so I think I, I have a lot to offer and I can bring a lot to the table. But at the same time, uh, you know, I would like to work for someone where I can make a difference in the industry for, for, for the operator who respects and is not scared of sharp action. And, 
And places like, like SBTech, obviously, they don't fit that profile. So I just could not see myself working in that type of arrangement again. All right. How about consulting projects or? Oh yeah, definitely. Uh, definitely, I'm open to any consulting projects. And if if any of your listeners is thinking about opening a sports book and need help with selecting the provider, coming up with the trading strategy, I would be happy to help. Perfect. All right, Pat. So, a question I like to ask, you know, um, you know, and I just want to hear your opinion on this. And I think I know what the answer is, but I'm going to ask it anyway. A bookmaker who's as well known, actually well regarded. I'm not going to say who it is, but a bookmaker once told me, says, "Listen, if you want to bet your own opinion here, um, your action is welcome. But uh, if you want to just hear and, and bet steam and bet line moves, then uh, you're not welcome to bet here." How, do you agree? Disagree? How do you feel about that comment? Listen. So the way I feel about it, somebody is betting steam, which basically means that. The place I run or the place I work for, that we don't move quickly enough, right? So why should I punish you for taking advantage? Do something and, and, and make sure that if we, like SB Tech, for example, they were copying pinnacle numbers. So you know, if you do that and you have a problem with with Steam Chasers, make sure that you copy in a tiny manner like with when i was with resorts that the, the feed was delayed like anywhere from one minute to to, to to five minutes you know which in this industry it's just it's just forever and and the thing is obviously the way i when when i book okay i want to respect the market stay in the line but it's only to the point where once i start taking bets now of course, I still respect the market, but I look at my book and, and, and you know, I, I, I want to react accordingly. And, you know, obviously, I'm, it, it might be naive what I'm going to say right now, but the, eventually, I would like to get to the point where, you know, my place, we are the market leaders and, 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 and everybody else is, 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 is moving your lines their lines based on our, our action and right. and obviously it's 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 easy and easy to say that but it's quite difficult to accomplish that of but, course, but that's what that's what's happening well. yeah that's what's happening with with places like chris and pinnacle they they, they they got to the that point where as soon as they move pretty much everybody follows but there's a reason there's a reason behind it right and absolutely yes yeah, so that's how i see it um, okay, so before we close, Pat, I always like to ask people, you know, the name of the podcast is called Be Better Betters. Uh, what advice can you give the listeners uh, on how to become a better better? Uh, so I, I heard a lot of great advices from your previous guests, and I pretty much agree with all of them. I would strongly recommend to all your listeners to check out Captain Jack's educational stuff. He started putting on, on YouTube great content. And what's more important, it's all free. And, and obviously, you know, bankroll management is, is, is the key. But one, one other advice I would like to give to, to, your, to your listeners is reach out to Chinese Mike and become Spanky's partner. <laughs> oh, man. I appreciate no, that. I mean, seriously, Spanky... Spanky 
you are the real deal. I was booking you for around eight months. And I can honestly say that you were the best better I ever booked personally. Wow, 14 times. Yeah, I have nothing but respect for you. And, and the way I see it, you are the true master at, at your craft. Far too kind, um, Pat. Thank you so much. I really, you know, I'm humbled by your kind words. Um, thank you. You know, we, uh, we work hard, but it really means a lot to me. Thank you, brother. So, Pat, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. I appreciate it, sharing your insight, sharing your story. Um, anybody would, would be uh, lucky to have you and to be able to have you on their team. You, uh, you, are, you know exactly what you're doing. I see the way you move lines. I love your philosophy. Um, I love the way how you treat customers. Um, you, you would definitely be a valuable asset to anybody looking out there um, uh, to bring someone on board to be able to, to build value for their, for their company. Thanks again, Pat. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Stay safe. Thank you, buddy. You too. It's been a pleasure. Take care now. That was a great interview. I really like Pat. Real nice guy. Thanks so much for the time. Until next time.